Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in the book of Ruth, and it's a great little four-chapter book that reveals a little bit of God's heart to us in that He is setting up a redemptive plan that will be available to people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. It doesn't look like it at the outset. It looks like He's just going to bless and use His own chosen people, Israel, but actually He's using Israel to usher in His fuller redemptive plan, which will be fully known after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we get a little bit of a glimpse of his heart for the nations in the book of Ruth. But we're not going to get to that until tomorrow. Today, I want to read chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and talk about an interesting thought that I've been chewing on as I've read through this. So here's the setting of the book of Ruth. In the days when judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and the man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and his wife was Naomi. The names of the two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Epaphrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. She was left with her two sons. And these sons took Moabite wives. The names of one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about ten years. Both Malon and Chilion died then, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. So we got this situation. This is an Israelite family. They're descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They've been raised to worship the one true God. But there's this famine in the land. This is during... The time of the judges, we just got done studying judges and that whole cycle of Israel being sinful and drifting away from God. Bible says whoring after other gods, false gods, which are worshipped by the peoples in the promised land that they're entering and taking over. So they fall into sin, then God would punish them or discipline them, usually by giving them over to their enemies. And then they would cry out and get so bad, they'd cry out in repentance to God. God would raise up a judge, whether it's Samson or Gideon or Deborah or Jephthah or whoever the other judges were that we studied. And then that judge would deliver them against their enemies, usually, into a time of peace. And then they'd spin back into this cycle. So we we did a lot of talk about that general cycle during our study of Judges. What struck me as I read this story again says that this is when the judges ruled. So this is just a small little individual specific story that took place while all that macro stuff, that cycle of sin and restoration was going on, which we talked about. And I thought, man, think of that. That that whole cycle was going on for decades, maybe centuries. And here's one little story that comes out of that. And I wondered, why is this the story that made the cut to be put in the Bible? And related to that, there must have been thousands of other stories like this, family stories, interesting little things that God did, which would have surely reflected his character, surely helped us understand his redemptive plan better. But those aren't included in Scripture. So why is it that this is in there and the other ones aren't? 
And then my thoughts kind of drifted back to college. I wasn't much of a reader, supposed to read a lot in college. I didn't like to read. And so you get assigned a huge book like Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. You go, man, I don't want to read that, but I'm going to have to take a test or I'm going to have to write an essay or something like this. So you go down to the bookstore, to Walmart maybe, and you pick up a Cliff's Notes. And Cliff's Notes was like a little pamphlet or a little booklet that told you the basic plot line, told you a little bit about the characters enough so that you kind of be able to figure out the storyline and gave you enough detail that you could write a paper or you could take a test without really having to read the whole book. And then it dawned on me, and I've talked about this before, that I think sometimes there are people who want to get to know God and they want to get into the Bible, but they're like, ah, I don't want to read that whole thing. I'd rather have the Cliff's Notes. I'd rather just get the summary. I don't want to get bogged down in some of the boring parts that are hard to understand and spend all that time reading every word. I don't need to read every word. But then it dawned on me, of all the things, take this story that I just talked about, Ruth, of all the other stories that could have been told, this is the one that was told. This is the one that was preserved for us. And so what finally landed on me is that the Bible itself is the Cliff's Notes. It is the Cliff's Notes of God's redemptive plan for the world. A summary of the summary is not sufficient, friends. We need to become intimately familiar with the entire book. We need to raise our view of Scripture, every word of Scripture, up about 10 notches or way more than that. We need to view the Bible, every word of it, as authoritative and as valuable. As Scripture says, the Word of God is it's, it's like a two-edged sword, it's living and active, and the Spirit uses it to change us from within. So here's the Cliff's Notes, and this is one of the things that was included in the Cliff's Notes, which we should be intimately involved about, and it's going to show us about God's character, His heart for the world, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Lord, thank you for your word, and thank you for how you've put this together so that we have all the information we need to know. We don't have all the information there is. We don't know everything that happened throughout your redemptive plan from creation to revelation, but we have enough of it so that if we become intimate with it, we can know your heart, we can know your will, we can know that Jesus Christ is your son and the only hope we have for redemption. Lord, help us to fall more in love with your word. Help us to build our lives around its truths. Thank you for this great story that we're excited to learn more about tomorrow. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m. in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages are available in video format on their website, cedarfallsbibleconference.com. 
And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th annual, Saturday, July 25th through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.